0: Minus 3 is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get, with Caesars rewards. Must be 21 or older. Minus 3 with Dave Damaschek. Hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Minus 3 presented as ever by Omaha. We're ready to roll here. The Super Bowl is through, but the sports world keeps on spinning let's talk about all of it with our main man perched high atop show business it's kevin hench how are you quickly let me say hello to eddie spaghetti behind the glass i don't want to say hello to him though because he still has remnants of breakfast in his mouth at the time of this recording hench how are you um well i'm good i'm obviously
1: way way better than niner fans and Mm -hmm. i wonder if you know, the way if they're going to show Theismann or Tim Crumrise leg flippy flopping on the dock like a fish. If we should just say, if you're a Niners fan, you might want to sit this one out. Like if we should like I mean, it is look away, uh, you know, t- t- because it, the what what just happened to the Niners and their fans, you know, I, I, we were texting about this what 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 are the top 5 worst monday mornings for nfl fans after the super bowl and i feel like the niners are niner fans are in that top 5 now i still think falcons fans are number 1 ironically okay well, you know what let's do this shanahan, let's, let's have this out okay, let's figure okay. it out once uh, and for Kyle all Kyle shanahan at the heart of both of those heartbreaks Mm-hmm. Uh, for Falcons fans and Niner fans, and and uh, I, obviously, I think his decisions are more defensible from this past Sunday than they were against the Patriots. But um, I I I think twenty eight to three, and then in field goal position, Matt Bryant indoors to seal it. That's worse than uh, Russell Wilson to Malcolm Butler which is which is worse than the series of events it took for Patrick Mahomes to win yet another Super Bowl. Okay, but you're,
0: these are one-offs and we can do our list and I do have it, the Super Bowl era most painful losses list and dutiful as I am to my stupid lists, I have added Niners losing to the Chiefs in Super Bowl 58 to the list. It's chronological and I'll tweet it out but we should try to put we, we should figure out once and for all what the we kind of did previous to this super bowl where the detroit lost to the niners in the title game ranks with 28 to 3 and all that. I do think one thing that like kind of muddies our thinking a little bit is that we know after the fact that everything worked out for the baltimore ravens, but in the moment, I think you could make a case that the most devastating loss you'll ever see. Or in in the top three was the Billy Kunde thing. This the sequence of events. What was that? 2012. That's 2012, right? They're playing in Foxborough, and they have the you know the the dynasty on the ropes. Joe Flacco and company in Foxborough are going to whip him, and he drops a dime to Lee Evans in the end zone. Everybody remembers this one, right? Even you, Eddie Spaghetti, right? You're young. You're old enough to remember this one. The ball's in Lee Evans' hands, and he just for a split second starts to celebrate. You can see he wants to, like, pick the ball up over his head, and that was a mistake instead of pulling it close to his body because then it gets stripped away. Okay, now we got to go to overtime. This sucks, Birdies Nation. We could have won the game, but okay, overtime, put us there. Billy, Oh, he missed it. That is the worst <laughs> that's the worst two play exchange in the history of football I think. If you're on that if you don't know that oh next year it's going to be made right. So don't worry about it. In that moment that's the worst cuz you're never back in that spot. If you're a Ravens fan, right? We're going to beat we're going to beat New England in New England to go to the Super Bowl.
1: Okay. Now I'm I I love you you bringing up Sterling Moore's strip of Lee Evans a great memory for me obviously
0: Sterling Moore I should know that I didn't Sterling remember that Sterling Moore
1: but but you've you've already jumped the premise like I we're not talking about a- AFC playoff games we're talking about the Monday after the Super Bowl okay the Monday after the Super Bowl so we're talking uh you know Kyle Shanahan calling pass plays when all he has to do is run into the line and kick a field goal. We're talking, uh, uh, was it Daryl Bevel, Um, you know, calling a pass play, not rolling Russell out, not handing to Lynch, just calling a straight drop back slant to Malcolm Butler. We're talking about Scott Norwood. Uh, You know, these, these are, when you started talking about the Ravens, I was like, oh, does Sheck have the, Niners lost to the Ravens higher than I do, but these, these are the backbreaking
0: heartbreaks and listen. Well, the yeah. Kaepernick one, as we've said, if that doesn't happen, if the Niners win that game, pro football's very different because one thing, you know, for certain is that Colin Kaepernick isn't run out of the league. If he's the, if he's the Super Bowl MVP and the hero and all of that, there's no way the, same way the Niners uh, ever the let that guy Steve go.
1: Wilkes isn't fired. If, Right, if he, right. If his boss doesn't overrule him when he calls up the zero blitz, like it's so insane. Like, hey, obviously, whatever Steve Wilkes was about to do would have been better. Like, you lost. So, so you can't punish
0: the DC. Is it important or or only in my head? That because I am obsessed by inflection points in games and in seasons and over decades and how they impact the future and all of that. But is there something to us figuring out the signature play of all the Super Bowls? Like, what is the moment? I asked Eddie Spaghetti last week, name one play from Super Bowl thirty three when the Broncos beat the Falcons. And the only one anybody can remember is Rod Smith running with a long touchdown pass. That's the only thing anybody knows from that game. The one previous to that weirdly is the helicopter Elway play, which is really not that big a play and doesn't deserve the shine. It gets, in my opinion, I'm always it's surprised just visually appealing, right? I get that. But it, it, what is what, I guess what's not the, what's not the play that we'll always remember but what is the inflection point of that game i think it's fairly obvious right for of Super Bowl 58 well
1: there there's, there there's so many you know and this is where where niner fans should fast forward that's why it kills you right because there are multiple 47 minutes just quickly fast forward 47 minutes to a uh, thin slice of heaven cuz the rest is going to be horrible for niner fans um so Obviously, these are the events that had to happen for for Patrick Mahomes to win. And this is where he has that weird Brady thing where a bunch of things he has no control over have to happen for him to be considered the greatest of all time. Well, he didn't have anything to do with Dre Greenlaw's Achilles exploding while he's jogging onto the field. Like, Dre Greenlaw was flying. That defense was flying. They were not Gonna score twenty five points. That and then you know the the key, the way Warner and Greenlaw work together, right? Is like you need both of them. So so that was insane. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have. Did anything they win the to, game with Dre Greenlaw, of course. Of, of course. course, you say. Okay. Patrick Mahomes doesn't have anything to do with Townsend's semi shanked punt hitting the blocker in the back of the leg.
0: You know, this is just. That's the play that of all the other things, if you take the play, if you remove one moment, I feel bad for Drake Greenlaw. And I uh, kind of agree with you that they, they, I I would be inclined to say that the Niners would have won the game if he was in there, but even without Greenlaw, the Niners win the game. If that fumbled punt doesn't happen. So, you know, so you're, you know, as you're doing the math match, right. So it's like,
1: like as neutral, like when you're, when you are rooting for your team, and you get lucky that the Seahawks make a terrible play calling mistake, you're, you're delighted. Obviously that that's great. Um, If you're the victim of bad luck, you feel terrible. Uh, If you're a neutral, which I largely was, I lost a little money and, and we ended the three of us ended up tied in the picks. But if you're a neutral, I think you sincerely want the better team to win and you just don't want luck to factor in like, if, if you're rooting for your team, you don't care if you win because you were lucky. But if you're, if you're a neutral, you just want luck to not be the deciding factor. So if you do the
0: mathematics, if you go, you know, I don't think people really understand. I once asked Andrew Luck if he considered himself lucky. And he said, you know, that's funny. No one's ever asked me that before. And I said, how is that possible that no one's ever asked Andrew Luck if he feels like he has good luck? Anyhow, continue to your conversation uh, so- about luck
1: you know, when, when you're, you know, you're helping your kids with their math, the, if something has a 10% chance of occurring, and then you need another thing that has a 10% chance of occurring. Now you, you need both those things to happen. You're down to 1%. It's, it's 10% times 10%, which is mm-hmm. a 1% chance of these two things happening. A lot of people don't understand when a 70% free throw shooter goes to the line, the chances mathematically of him making both are 49%. Like, it's weird, like, how, mm-hmm. how math works. So then if you go, okay, you know, what are the odds? Hey, we're just going to stack up a bunch of odds here. What? Well, obviously, it's unlikely that Christian McCaffrey is going to lose a fumble. Like, he's lost he's lost two fumbles and, you know, 400 touches. Like, okay, well, that's less than half a percent. Okay, what are the odds that your your second best defender's Achilles is going to surrender while he's jogging on the field? Well, that's one in a thousand. What the odds that the ball's going to hit the Townsend's? The Townsend's going to shank a punt? First of all, that it's going to land, that it's going to hit the guys? Like, I mean, you are so quickly into one in a billion chances that that your kicker is going to kick a line drive extra point into like all the things that had to happen. Now, of course, you know, we're not equipped to go, Oh my God, Patrick Mahomes has replaced Brady as the greatest of all time. No, as the luckiest of all time, like Hmm. he shouldn't be in these situations. Like he keeps needing the other team. He needs Jalen hurts to lay the ball on the ground to give his team a touchdown so that then he's the hero like all the things that have to happen. So then
0: Mahomes is the hero. Now, look, I've seen the stats. Ain't that crazy? And it's the same conversation. And I feel like we had this conversation a week or maybe two ago, but you're absolutely right. And obviously if you're always in big games, then you're going to benefit from good luck and you're going to suffer from bad luck and all of that. And we'll look back at the body of work much like we did with the Patriots. Like, Boy, Tyree, that was really bad luck. What happened to him there? But like you know, Lee Evans, that was really good luck that that happened to you. So when you're always in big games, I guess.
1: And and like you, and to you know, so like the the Tyree example, it's like, well, guess what, Brady, you haven't done enough in this game to make that catch irrelevant. Like if if you're if you're in a one score game, then y- you know it's it's a little bit on you if you're the Patriots quarterback and you have 14 points against Justin Tuck and Steve Spagnola in the Super Bowl, then you have exposed yourself to the Tyree catch. And by the way, that wasn't a game where the Patriots outplayed the Giants and then this lucky thing happened. Um, you know, and and so Brady, you know, the the two probably Super Bowl luckiest things that happened to Brady, he was sitting on the sideline for, right? Obviously Malcolm Butler, he's 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 already in the five stages of grief. He's like, what, what, what happened? I'm depressed. And, and then, you know, Kyle Shanahan saying, well, we've been aggressive all year. So I'm going to have Matt Ryan pass when all I have to do is hand it to Freeman or Coleman three times and kick a field goal. And we win the super bowl. Tom Brady doesn't have anything to do with that, but it burnishes Brady's legacy because other people accommodate him. So, you know, the, the the McCaffrey fumble, the Greenlaw injury, the, the, the punt uh, hitting the leg, the missed extra point. All these things happen. And then, of course, we we can't process all that or describe it or remember it. So everyone just goes to Mahomes. Mahomes, man. He's the greatest. This is,
0: this is what's bugging me and has been for a little while. That's exactly right. I am all in on the QB league and you better get one of them QBs because when you do get one of them QBs, then you're in the playoffs pretty much every year for the next decade. That's the virtue is that you will, in terms of like odds and percentages and everything, as you say, you're going to be in a higher percentage of those high leverage moments and some will go your way and some won't. But yes, our reaction is what what proves to me when I always say about the analytics things and the small sample sizes and everything else you we must look at this kitty here. look at this new kitty that we got in our in our house here. Look, she's climbing all over me. see all right not good audio content check. All, all right. right well she's purring. That's audio isn't it? She likes she likes the old man here. You go over here, Trish. Trish and Linda, we have two
2: cats. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Let me ask you a question, Eddie Spaghetti. Why should you bet with Caesar Sportsbook? But before you answer... Two words, Caesars Rewards. Those are the two words. Every bet brings you closer to the types of benefits only Caesars can offer. I'm talking about hotel stays, VIP experiences, sports and concert tickets, even more than just that. It's not only an app, it's an empire. 21 plus must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming, or Washington, D.C. Sports betting is void in Georgia, Hawaii, Utah, and other states where prohibited know when to stop before you start gambling problem illinois maryland new jersey ohio tennessee virginia west virginia pennsylvania affiliated with harris philadelphia if you or someone you know has a gambling problem crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or maryland visit mdgamblinghelp.org or west virginia visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net arizona call 1-800-NEXT-STEP colorado dc nevada wyoming kansas affiliated with kansas crossing casino call 1-800-522-4700 indiana call 1-800-9-WITH-IT I Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Massachusetts, if you or a loved one is experiencing problems with gambling, please call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org for 24-7 support. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY.
1: Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
0: The big takeaway, and, and it's unsatisfying, but it's also the reality. And in the same way, I guess, if you follow political news, and you realize, like, why why don't people see it the way I do? And why, you know, whatever the issue is, whatever the political figure, whatever. And what you realize is, the deeper you go, is like the majority of the population is skimming the surface of these things. They swoop in. They're like, what What do we What do we do? It's that's the. A lot of it has to do with some people only watch the Super Bowl, and then they only identify Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, and like that's the takeaway. But yes, the the so-called experts now genuflecting to Mahomes, who deserves it, right? He deserves, we, 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 can't, we can't knock what he's done over the last uh, half decade. It's remarkable that that, that that guy and that head coach and that team keeps playing in title games and keeps getting the Super Bowls, and now they've won three of them and all of that. And yet, I completely agree with you that the big takeaway is like, hey, can't beat 15. Like, he scored one touchdown in regulation. Well, I mean, like, he wasn't the reason that they won the game, was he? One touchdown in regulation, the Chiefs
1: didn't score a touchdown for 86 minutes of game action against the Ravens and Niners. 86 minutes of game action. That's a game and a half. Uh, I don't remember Tom Brady's playoff drought, no offensive touchdowns for a game and a half. The chiefs did nothing against the Ravens after the 11 minute mark of the second quarter. And they obviously did nothing against the Niners uh, with six points through three quarters, you know, greatest of all time. It's, it's, he's, he has replaced Brady as the luckiest of all time. Nobody would be having this conversation if all these things if zay flowers doesn't lose his mind the ravens win that game that 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 is is i'm sure of that patrick mahomes doesn't have anything to do with R- zay flowers losing his if mind if josh allen doesn't short
0: arm it the week before the bills move on and, and and knock the chiefs off there and by the way if the dolphins don't lose at home in the fourth quarter, the Titans in like week 12 or whenever that was in Monday night, then they don't have to go to Arrowhead. And I suspect that the Chiefs are in a much tougher spot against a different kind of matchup that maybe they don't even get out of the wild card round. Remember, it was minus 290 degrees or whatever it was there. It was all, all bets were off there. If you ran in there, and just ran the ball all day at that Chiefs, I don't know if they would have been able to handle that. And by the way, I know that the Chiefs Presented all day long. Spagnolo, who's gotten all his flowers this week, too. Like they dared the Niners to throw the ball. Okay, take the bet and don't and don't do it. Turn your nose up and just keep on running CMC in that spot. The whole game was it was an experiment. And like I'm tied to them because I picked them and had a little something on the Niners. But beyond that, as you say, as a man of justice, I just kept thinking to myself, like, Put them away already, Niners. This game should this should not be a one-score game. They should be, they should, the you should be game. up 10 then, points and then, the then, whole game. It felt that way. And then
1: and then ending with um third and four to your point. Uh third and four in overtime on the first possession. You've marched down the field again. You have you have trampled the Chiefs defense again to get to third and four at the nine. You have to be in four down mindset in
0: your head. So did you think, okay, I'm I'm interested to to hear you lay this out.
1: So, so pitch it to CMC on third and four. And if he loses two yards, kick, kick a field goal. But if he gets three yards, we're going, we're going. And if you don't get it, look where the ball is. Right I think that was always the part people don't you know yes if Mahomes starts at the 25 he's going to get a field goal but maybe if he starts at the 5 he won't he won't convert enough so I thought Shanahan again I agree with you 100% this the the the, the Niners should have refused to say I don't we're not going to run because of how many guys you have in the box or we're not you know and and ironically, I did get, I ended up over my 19 and a half carries for c because I think he had five or six on the overtime drive. It, that was a, a crazy good win betting wise. But like run him, don't, don't put it in, and I don't want to say panicky because I think he was decent, but like, you know, if Chris Jones whips his man again, by the way, another, you know, the, the, the Niners blue tent full all game long. Just another, you know, random, hey, all our guys are getting hurt. Um, But, you know, Chris Jones whips his man. He's in his lap. And so he has two guys wide open. But that's what pressure does. But that's not what pressure does if you pitch the ball to your best player on third and four, That's. that's I think, by the
0: way, this is an important one. This is what this week is about for 31 teams is what lessons can we learn from the champ and adopt for ourselves as the new football year begins. I think this is a big one that you touched on that we must accept globally. We've been a little slow about this offensive coordinators and head coaches, but yes, if you are third and four or five and you know that the game situation probably lends itself for you going for it on fourth down then stop throwing the ball on third down and run it to set yourself up in short yardage on fourth down. This is so obvious and has been a plague for many moons. It's it's kind of close to the thing that was obvious, I think, to us about a decade before it was accepted by the head coaches of pro football, which was if you win the toss at the start of the game, you do not take the ball. All this jive about like, ah, we can jump start the, like it is way better to know that you have in the back pocket, we're getting the ball to start the second half. That is a bit bigger advantage than whatever. Like we can set the tone for this game right out of the gate. Um, and it also goes against the notion of field position. So often the coaches who will kick, I mean, who will receive to start the game are like, we want to set the tone for this game. It's like, but aren't you all about field, field position after that first? Cause the, cause aren't you saying that based on the game flow that you anticipate that you're going to have a first down here maybe, and then punt it away. And so begins the field position game for the rest of the half. You should know that you're better off to kick it deep that so, so that you, anyway, I let's, let's well, establish that that's a good
1: accurate one. point, which was excellent until you started rambling there at yes, the end. That's um, my way. Who understands exactly what you just said, who did it, All year, Dan Campbell, Ben Johnson, third and eight, we know we're going for it on fourth, handoff to Gibbs, 11 yards, third and six, handoff to Montgomery, eight yards. I mean, half the time, the fourth down wouldn't even materialize because of the nature of the defense, and we're going to hand it off, and we're going to move forward uh, as opposed to moving backward. Which right. Is First of
0: pass- all, third, let's say you're right. Third and eight, third and seven, third and six, whatever it is, it's still a passing situation for the defense. So already by running the ball there, what what they have deployed out there is probably not suited to you running the ball on them. That's a great point too. And this is, most coaches do that reacting kind of thing, which is like, well what happened on third down that will let me know what to do like no 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 yeah, you? you don't have any foresight in this game you only get 60 minutes here coach how many possessions are you getting you don't have enough foreth- foresight to think two moves ahead isn't that what chess is all about and isn't it always described as a chess match with these head coaches and the coordinators and everything else you don't have two play- you don't have a, the, the 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 thought like we make four yards on third down. Now we only need two. And now we're in a good spot here in fourth. Like It's wild to me that that doesn't go on. Right. I mean, and you it, have these it, game it, coordinators it, and everything. Like, uh, you know, what, what do they call those guys? Pass game. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody, nobody in the coaching staff is like, hey, coach, really, here's the two-play sequence that'll work.
1: Yeah, and if you are rooting for the Chiefs, you want Brock Purdy to throw on third and four. You don't want McCaffrey... Running downhill, looking—you know—you you you want fourth and four, not fourth and one and a half, you know, or or a touchdown. I mean, it's McCaffrey, so we we totally agree on that. But let me, but let just to confirm to round off our our host chat introductory segment. Do you guys agree?
0: (laughs) Falcons, we need a sting for that spaghetti. Host chat introductory segment. You agree, Falcons fans.
1: I mean, I think the Norwood thing has climbed based on the, you know, the subsequent decades, you know, Norwood was obviously a gut punch in the moment, but there, it could have at least been softened by uh, we're going to be back. We're going to be around for a while. Like once you know what happened, Norwood gets worse, but where do you, where do you put the, what are your top five Super Bowl Monday morning gut? Punches That's right. Okay.
0: I follow you. And by the way, um, based on our conversation about the IU against the lions, crazy catch off the face mask thing, um, and the unrepeatability of it, I tweeted at uh, John Brenkus, the sports science guy. I'm going to go on his show at some point uh, soon to talk about these things. Um, and, uh, I think that again, same as like the, the Cundiff, the apparent unrepeatability of that moment for the Ravens in 2012 it is what is terrible about it. And I, I mean, I got to say, first of all, that the Steelers in Super Bowl 30 fit that description against the juggernaut Dallas Cowboys that after the first quarter that they eliminated not Emmett Smith in the run game or Troy Aikman, Michael Irvin in the pass game, but both. The Steelers put a stop to all of it. For the rest of the game, the dynasty Dallas Cowboys and they wrap and the Neil O'Donnell interception and they they even would have gotten away with one of them, but that they you needed the double down of awful throws from Neil O'Donnell to to double Brown uh, stop the double the, Brown, the double Brown, the double Larry Brown. Yes. If not for one of those, the Steelers maybe win the Super Bowl. There, okay. that was that was well, awful because I, you knew I, I, I you knew that they could. I know that, that spaghetti,
1: you, I know the spaghetti agrees with me that this is. I'm insane, just telling you, the, the I'm talking about unrepeatable. Neil be, O'Donnell's going to beat the Cowboys
0: in the this, Super Bowl. For you
1: to be, for you to be invoking that game given the criteria I just established. Yes, for you personally. Yes, obviously, state. but not top
0: five all. Yes, top five all time. What are you? What are you um, talking about? Of course, insane. spaghetti. That would have been a magical upset, and Neil O'Donnell threw it away. What are you talking
1: about? They were they not lost be by back ten, in that spot. right? They lost huh? by ten, right? 27-17? Because,
0: because he was- threw an interception when they were down three with four minutes to go in the game. What do you mean? So they ran it in for a touchdown after that. That was it was a three point game with four minutes left.
1: I don't think you can be like, I can't believe Neil O'Donnell did not lead a Super Bowl winning drive. I, that's exactly what I,
0: what I couldn't believe was that he just threw another terrible pick in the same half to the same guy. That was, that was, that was a haunting moment.
1: Listen, Malcolm. You're in a cult. You're in a cult. I don't know what to tell you. If you, if you go to that game, if you see everything is black and gold, That
0: one, obviously. Well, let me do the other side for you. Talk about unrepeatability. Nine win Arizona Cardinals get a late, long touchdown from Larry Fitzgerald. They're going to vanquish the best defense statistically uh, of, of at least the last decade. And then the San Antonio drive happens. That's a pretty bad one if you're a Cardinals fan, right? Like, you're never going to be – you know you're not getting back to that spot with but Kirk I guess, his you know, age what, and everything.
1: What mitigates it is, you know, how sort of mediocre that team was. So it's like when you're t- – I mean, yes, the expectation was created in the moment, meaning, whoa, we could win this game, you know. But when I look at that that Falcons-Matt Ryan team, Devonte Freeman, Tevin Coleman, Julio Jones, the Julio Jones catch – You know, it's just all there. The pick six, Brady has been vanquished. Um, Legarrette Blount has fumbled. Like you've 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 dominated and you've won the game. I think
0: it's uh, I think it's up there. I think this Super Bowl. Then Malcolm Butler is the worst. Malcolm Butler to me is okay. Okay, just because again, to to reiterate, think of the context for the Seahawks in that spot. They go back to back. Russell Wilson is now certainly a Hall of Famer at that point. The whole thing imploded as, as soon as that I, play I happened, mean, according I, to the Seahawks players.
1: Yeah, I know that win probability wise, obviously that play was the biggest swing from win probability to win improbability. But the Falcons fans, um, is Saratiana a Falcons fan? She is we can ask her as to be fun. Uh she'd love to read. Oh, she's
0: gone on and on about it already. Sure yeah, she she didn't see, enjoy so it.
1: What the Falcons fan has that the Seahawk fan didn't have is hours of we're going to win the Super Bowl. Hours and hours of oh my god, it's finally going to happen. Um and they don't have the well we just won one. That's always a comfort, right? We just we won one. So the Seahawks want to have a dynasty, but at least you won one, the poor Falcons fans. Then
0: the then the other one right around that same time keep in mind. I don't remember the exact year, but it wasn't with it more than 2 years apart from Tua in overtime coming in for Bama and beating the dogs. So that's a oh, one two punch uh, for Georgia the, uh, based football missed, fans. The missed
1: face mask game as I call it. So mm. the the other one that really Kind of gets lost, I think, because it's always it's always looked at from the improbability of the beginning of the Patriots dynasty and you know this 199th pick. But like the Rams to lose that Super Bowl as as 12 to 14 point favorites, depending upon when you got it. After so so, it's like we could, we're going to lose, we're going to lose. Then it's like, oh, thank God, we're not going to lose, Ricky Prol. We figured it out. You know, uh there's no way that the kid who's been a, a pretty underwhelming is gonna lead this field goal drive. That Rams loss in insanely stomach punchy. Uh but maybe a little bit of it is who 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 were this actual St. Louis Rams fans at the time. But this Niner thing, there's not one play, there's not a tie law interception return. But there are seven plays that this year's Niners that compares. As I always say,
0: the Packers' lost to the Seahawks in the title round level is the worst loss I've ever seen because the onside kick. Yeah, they had they had a hobbled Rodgers and a heroic performance, and they had that game won again seven times over. I still can. I bet you I can. Let me see how many I can tick through the fourth, the uh, second half blunders. Morgan M- Morgan Burnett picks off Rodgers at one point and it and it has nothing but green in front of him to run for a touchdown. And who was it? Julius Peppers, somebody, somebody on the Packers, was like, get down, get down. We don't you don't want to fumble the ball this late in the fourth quarter. So he just drops in his spot. But if he had run it in for a touchdown, the game is over. Or they even, don't get, if he had,
1: even if he'd run 30 yards, I mean, like he didn't right. have to score, like right. just
0: matriculate the ball down the field a little bit. The insane right. two point conversion from Russ. OK, all y'all right. I'm getting sidetracked. You're right. You're right. OK, I'm sorry. I got uh, I get excited about these. Con-
3: these I can throw out a few if you want.
0: Yes, yeah, spaghetti. Go.
1: See if you guys tear it. I'll do it. My, I'll do it. Oh, no, I want to hear from spaghetti. spaghetti. Let me just throw, right, let me, no. let me throw no, up. mine I I say, get yelled not at. I'm going to say Neil O'Donnell. Go spaghetti. The,
3: so the one who the, Neil O'Donnell is. So why would he Why would he say? I know it? Who Neil O'Donnell is. And then see, I gave me fun of. That's why so I want to give out mine. and I am going to start with an old one because older for me anyway. And because the play, the final play, is like ingrained. It was like the first like tough memory from a football game that was not a team that I root for but the Rams Titans the Kevin Dyson reaching for the first down like reaching for the that to me is like if I was a Titans fan and you see the guy reaching for like to to accomplish your task and missing it to me I would be sick to my stomach I remember that like I wanted like another review I remember being so upset that happened in that game I think also um I mean, I, Hench could speak on this, but I feel like that undefeated Patriots. Like I know it's not the final play, but like the Tyree catch. Like you have to be sick, being I mean, like we we were a team that's better than the seventy two Dolphins that gets made fun of for not being that talented, and then you have the greatest quarterback ever, potentially the greatest receiver ever in Moss, and then Belichick, and then you lose to the, like this goofy quarterback who nobody took seriously. This like Giants team that was saying all week, yeah, we're gonna stomp them out, and it's like. They did play him tough, but everyone trusted in the this Patriots team to to whip him. They didn't. And I think that's got a sting, obviously. And then one that's not going to get talked about as much anymore because of the current Super Bowl between the Chiefs and the and the Niners. I feel like Emmanuel is Emmanuel Sanders, who was overthrown yep. by a little bit. Like if he catches that, that game is also different. So those are a couple like under the radar ones. I guess not the Giants Patriots, but the other two I feel like are kind of flying under the radar now.
1: No, it's it's yes, I can confirm that was a horrible Monday morning after the Patriots went 18 and 1. Um the but you know, had Tyree not made the miracle play, had they called any of the holds on the miracle play, 14-10 would have been a weird final score. <laughs> like, you know, in terms of deservancy, and it and it ironically would have would have closely echoed. The Dolphins 14-7 final when they ran the table. Well, it- they
0: were, not I mean, they were a machine in their own regard the, the the Dolphins were, but they weren't high point total team. But the one that when, when you say that, I'm always struck by that the Rams in, in the first year, the greatest show on turf in their run to the super bowl. Like they had a power outage in the, in, in the postseason. they got off to a hot start, but then they caught the bucks. Man, they barely survived the bucks on the bird Emanuel, Emanuel. That was Emmanuel Sanders to bird Emanuel or better or, or vice versa. And then they, was that, you know, was then that
1: the 11, uh, six final. What was that? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's, That's uh, the point. Ricky Pearl caught that touchdown pass too. It was, it was, it was, I, I remember watching that, objectively, no rooting interest, big offense versus big defense game and, and, and feeling like the Rams should just forfeit. They, you know, if they're not going to win the way they've won all season, then just let the bucks have it. Then this is embarrassing that they have to scratch this out. This isn't the Rams team. We've come to know. Was, this that,
1: year. Sean Was that Sean, Sean King? Is that Sean King? That's right. Like You, know, right. Very good. N- you know, name, uh, you know, how many quarterbacks would the Rams have beaten on that day? Not many
0: um Um, i have a question oh i wait 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 no 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 i have to say this because i you mentioned the titans and rams one
1: real quick would be a good name for this podcast because it's a lie
0: (laughs) it's like calling calling uh uh the uh the bald guy curly yeah same thing um titans rams cast in the movie castaway hanks is out on that island you know by himself you know, the face and death every minute of every day that he's out there and and times 10 once he throws himself on that raft, Raft loses Wilson along the way, somehow pulls through, talk about against all odds, he makes it back to civilization, his lady love who kept him warm in his heart and otherwise for those four long years alone. He goes to visit her and within the first 90 seconds in her home with her new husband, it's only been... 4 years hasn't been 20 years she's remarried and has and has at least one kid now well, forgot about me pretty quick didn't you lady didn't you hunt moved on pretty quick with your life and then he's like now tell me i've missed something tennessee has a football team she's like yeah it was so exciting we almost won the game we missed it by just one yard and she's bellyaching about that and it's like hey uh lady you know, I was on an island, almost dying this whole time, and you're complaining about the Titan Super Bowl. I don't give a good goddamn.
1: Right? Uh, it would have been funny if uh, if Hanks's character goes, uh, "Well, you know, I, I I don't want to interrupt your heartbreaking story, but if if Dyson had scored, it only would have tied the game." <laughs>
0: I got that. I got a newspaper in a glass bottle a yeah. shore. On my plane ride that back. didn't
1: crash, I read about that game. Uh, so you're saying she might be a suspect in sabotaging that plane? That's how little she wanted to be married to Hanks. She,
0: she don't. She, she don't show much love for him now that he's back. Reap. I don't. I don't care for her. Her behavior. And now a quick break.
2: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member F D S C.
1: Because I got to go. So I'm going to I'm going to hijack this and do my goat and goat. And then I'm going to go. Uh, now, before we wrap up
0: Super Bowl. No, 58, you OK, OK, Super Bowl 58. Quick, quick question for you okay. as we like to keep a little bit of history on these things. How many Hall of Famers were out there? Um nine.
1: What kind of question <laughs> is that? I am like what am I what am I? I'm just gonna I am just going i do not care about I'm the serious. number you got. I'm saying I, I'm name saying who I, they
0: are, you bum. I, okay, all right. Uh Mahomes, Mahomes. Trent, Willi- Trent Williams. Trent Williams.
1: McC- McCaff- you say McCaffrey.
0: I didn't say McCaffrey. he's gonna go to the hall.
1: I, I think he is because I think. They're gonna have to kind of start using their Floyd Little standards on running backs as we chew through them, okay, even though that's,
0: even though he's 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 actually been so durable. Um, it does but, sort of make sense. Well, Bosa, he wasn't always. That was the knock on him two years ago, is that how injury prone he was. So it's funny that he is now uh, a, a durable guy. Bosa, um, Bosa, Nick Bosa is going off. So we're at five. Okay. Um, you said Kelsey. Kelsey. Uh, Did I say Kelsey? Well, you should have. It's a great segment. I okay. was making, I was counting right. them on my fingers here. I don't okay. know. So we're probably not going to get to nine if we're running. Fred Warner. Again. Did you say him yet? It's
1: Fred Warner. Okay. Um. So, so I, I'm, I'm honestly going to start. Harrison about, Butker. Butker. I'm going to start talking about something Chris else. Jones.
0: Chris okay. Jones. All right. Hi. You're going to have
1: your own. You're having your own conversation. Okay. That's fine
0: i'm letting you know what the score is friend all right well
1: andy reed definitely i don't know i said andy reed oh okay that was we'll do this after you go uh shanahan probably not um okay so real quick good goat and i think you know it has to be said because we were so afraid pre-game bill vinovich and his crew they didn't ruin the super bowl right i mean I I heard some weird, like, there, there's a couple of murmurs about the McDuffie call, and it's like, well, he grabbed him on his cut. Like, that's the definition of gaining an advantage against the guy who's whipped you. So that that was the big call, and it was right. Um, and then a couple no calls were right, I think. And so good job that we're not talking about the officiating. That's fantastic. Cause we know one of these years it's all we're gonna be talking about. And then my bad goat, and you know, we we hit it a lot. That
0: was noble of you, you Hank, to do that. You could have spent more time celebrating it, but after after a season of I mean a a lifetime of belly aching about the refs jammed Uh, into 20 weeks,
1: but well earned, well earned. Uh but um, and then and then the bad goat is Lady Luck. I just I hate her so much. She stinks. She's she get she should get out of sports because the Niners, who, okay, I will say this, and this is the thing about Lady Luck, fickle. You know, now Niners didn't have anything to do with Josh Reynolds dropping those passes. That you know they the Niners uh, against both Jordan Love and Jared Goff. Got a lot of lady luck in order to be in the Super Bowl, and and those l- lucky chickens all came home to roost in in one game where a, a bunch of really spectacularly unlucky things had to happen, including a football falling from the skies and and landing in the only place where it could
0: doom your team, which is on the back of the leg of a that guy. That was te- that was just straight up abject bad luck. I'm with you completely. I do also think that there's room to say that just like your Patriots did a decade ago, is that at some point, the mystique of the team creates unforced errors. You start doing things that you otherwise wouldn't. I thought Romo was lousy all through these playoffs. I thought he was bad in the Super Bowl, but I did think early on it may be an obvious note to some, but it sounds like almost a cliche adjacent kind of thing to point out like these the, the repeatability of these things that you've done a million times get tough when it's really hot. But it's true. It's, you know, the back nine of masters. I've taken this swing, you know, 500 million times. Now I have to do it when it matters. It It, it is tough. And again, that goes back to what we always talk about with analytics and all of that kind of stuff that is what is great is the intensity of these moments these guys are machines doing this with with no stakes and yet they reveal themselves to be human like the rest of us when the pressure gets to be too great on most of them so I I think I'm with you but I do think that it is now somewhere I I said earlier in the week (laughs) somewhere in that Buffalo game it you could feel like I think it was after that first drive that that dime to Kelsey that he turns back and catches after doing nothing all season long, Travis Kelsey, where you felt like, man, the chiefs are going to do this. Right. And from that moment on, in my head, like everything was impacted by every choice the bills made, the Ravens made and the Niners made was all kind of colored by like, that's Mahomes and the chiefs and the mystique same as Brady and Belichick on the other sideline doing things you just otherwise never would do.
1: All right. right? Now I can't believe how quickly this has become a hot take. This is insane. Like, like if you think about a few years ago, I like Romo. I enjoyed him during the Super Bowl. I don't understand how every like he's like Dick. He's knowledgeable, Dick Vitale. Like, I like Vitale's enthusiasm. Like, it's awesome. We're at the Super Bowl. Like, this should be fun. I think right. we've exchanged some clips of how bored Pat Summerall would be on a super bowl winning field goal. <laughs> like, Hey Pat, somebody wake up Pat Summerall. He couldn't be more bored. So I love
0: Romo's deepest genuine- Star worth touchdown Steelers. Like, Steelers. Hey man, that's a fourth quarter, man. That was a bomb. That was a 73 bomb, yards. So <laughs> I, I love and
1: share Romo's enthusiasm for the moment, but he's, he's not just like, you know, Vital, you know, he's not just yucking it up, you know, shucking and jiving like he knows. To your point about football and pressure, and like, and I, I know, it's, I mean, I, I obviously, even um, close confidants of him that shall remain nameless, you know, we're like saying, like, you know, he's he's overdoing it, he's overcalling the game, and it's like it's the Super Bowl. Like this guy, I don't know. Like I, I, I mean, I, I, I think it speaks to our society. That that people who are like three years ago, this guy's the best are like
0: they've had it with him. Well, so he doesn't insane. do the same, but he's not doing the same parlor tricks. He's not calling out plays pre-snap like he used to. He's he he is a diminished version of himself. Very quickly you, before you go, okay. how was your how was your Super Bowl party?
1: Fantastic. You know, oh, Gabriel was, Galatius was, is the is the greatest guy in the world. And it was amazing. And he's such a he's such a lovely host. You and, like him
0: better than you like and, spaghetti.
1: And I love I love. Well,
0: uh,
3: that's if he's tough. paying hench, that's fine. It's you know, total, uh, I'm not paying uh, Hinch, so I understand.
1: Spaghetti, I'm guessing spaghetti wasn't handing out uh, five hundred dollar prizes to people at the end of his Super Bowl party, like Gabriel's, just like, hey, you drove all the way down to Long Beach to watch the Super Bowl with me. Here's five hundred dollars. Like just spaghetti not, left, not,
0: spaghetti handed out, half-eaten meatballs as yeah, people not, left not the not house. Like, just sandwiches like, from
3: Bay Cities,
1: not like squares where you had like just like a lottery, like just drawing names and going, here's five hundred dollars for you. Anyway, so it was it was completely delightful. Um, it was it was funny, you know, because because. You watch uh, the Super Bowl with Fluffy, and it's like the crowd's pretty evenly split. It's like thirty percent Niner fans, thirty percent Chief fans, and forty percent Raider fans. Like <laughs> people still screaming "Go Raiders"
0: in the fourth quarter. The Raiders' popularity in Southern California deserves a documentary at some point. I, it, I'm talking about in 2024. At this it's point, crazy. it is wild how pervasive Raiders nation still is here. Last thing, so you had a Super Bowl party on Sunday and then you just had uh, Valentine's Day. How did that go for you?
1: Incredible. Also involving Fluffy, uh, who who oh. in, invited uh, my my bride and I to the forum to watch him do stand-up.
0: I thought uh, you were kidding. No, <laughs> I thought it was going to be more intimate, fluffy. No. Your yeah. wife and it you. Was, I thought it was just
1: was- me, my wife, and and fifteen thousand fluffy fans, nice. uh, uh, loving it up. But you know, uh, 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 delightful. I mean, you know, just that breezy ninety minute drive uh, to the forum in rush hour. Just zing, just zing down there. No problem. <laughs> uh, and and then uh, it just uh, you know, a delightful night. I mean, I'm I'm lucky, and you know, it's why we're married. It's like Heather could give a about all that stupid stuff that somebody invented in a conference room. Like, uh, let's call it Valentine's Day and make some money, like you know, F off. So it was it was it was fun to uh to to
0: just spend time with Fluffy. Breaking news, I might have to move on and say how how soon before you start a new one. I might have to start a new one because. Because Beth gave me the business on Halloween night. She's like, "Really, no flowers?" I'm like, "We've never done flowers." She's like, "We've Halloween absolutely the." I mean, how, whatever. We gotta it's you Valentine see how he's losing day. it? I mean, it's, whatever it's bad, called. I don't care.
1: But imagine if Joe Biden said that. Like the
0: New York <laughs> Times would would run up. It was Nikki Haley door. night, and uh, I was I was whatever whatever it was, it was Valentine's night. She gave me Nobody the business doesn't about doesn't like, know the difference between Halloween and <laughs> I got confused in my brain. Do Excellent they have the same amount of syllables?
1: No, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I forgot, you know, the stuff they dragged Biden for, it's like, I, you know, had these, these two family health issues that I was talking to my mom about. And I was like, yeah, and it was really tough because those came right on top of each other, one after another. She's 83, and she looked at me, and she was like, those were 15 years apart. I'm like, oh, well, in my mind, they happened, <laughs> in, they happened in the same summer. Like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, we're all losing it, not just the old man.
0: 2028, <laughs> our president, Kevin Hench. Until then, we'll look forward to kibitzing yes. with him. Not all next right. week, because we're off next week, but in two Ooh. weeks, we'll uh, – we'll kibitz with you then right. have fun with fluffy and your wife and whoever the hell else. There. Yeah. Cut them off. Hedge. Right. I have a spaghetti. I didn't care for his attitude today. I thought he was I a know. little chippy and unnecessarily. So <laughs> he
1: was great. What are you talking about? He was great. Beat
0: it. Beat I'm just,
1: it. <laughs> I'm going to talk in the third person. Like I'm a witness. Hedge was amazing <laughs> today.
0: All right. See you guys later. There he goes. The great Kevin Hench, everybody. I think that's an interesting question. Whatever the the bum Hench had to say about it, number of Hall of Famers is something that people look back on in segments of what they talk about with, what is it? Super Bowl thirteen had the most Hall of Famers on the field at any, for any one uh, football game. It's a pretty high number we got to there, right? What we get to? Nine? I wouldn't do it right. I don't care if Hench isn't interested. He's gone now. Ready? Here we go. Mahomes. He's a lock. Okay, that's one. Let's count these.
3: Reed's a lock. Kelsey's a lock. I think outside.
0: Okay, that's three. But don't get crazy. Don't get too fast because I'll be. Chris Jones is a Hall
3: of Fame. I don't know if he's a lock. I think there's only four locks. There's three on the Chiefs side, and then Trent Williams is a lock on the Niners side. This is not an indictment of the Niners at all. I'm just saying, like we don't know. Like I think McCaffrey. Okay, but if McCaffrey doesn't have a season, like we we don't. I don't want to bring this up. Bad juju towards him. He's mostly injured or misses a large portions of seasons so if he doesn't have a season like he did this this season where he you know could have been an mvp if it wasn't for lamar jackson it's hard to say he's definitely a hall of famer i think bose is probably the next obvious one um his because his age and just his sack well, totals. i
0: mean i think if we, if you're so if you're move before you go full niners i think the other guy is harrison butker I mean, that guy has made too many big time kicks in his career for a team that's always in Super Bowls and everything that you'll look back and it won't just be that he'll have high volume in terms of points and all that kind of stuff. But I mean, you know, he's making these 50 yarders.
3: In yeah, big, but how, in, in uh, spots. how, how many yeah. kickers have gotten it? Like Vinatieri's in, right? Or not yet? Not yet, but he'll go. So then how many and We're in the yes, era of better? Tucker's going to go and sure. Tucker's
0: going to go. And I think then that's it. I think that's probably your list. I think it's uh, I think it's justified to put him in. I mean, Gary Anderson would certainly be in if he hadn't missed that kick. Morton Anderson is now in. So, OK, I think Butker is going to go. Um, but yeah, OK. And then uh, and then Trent Williams, as you say, both of Fred Warner is probably kind of tracking that way. Just a lot of
3: great players, but I just I have it's on. I think with the positions like on linebacker, you're going to need you know a ton of years in the league with hundred plus tackles a season, and then you got to put them against other guys who have gotten in. Like you know Patrick Willis just did get in, or just got announced that he's going to be in, and he had a relatively short career. So if you have like the you know if you're as um uh, I guess effective in a shorter period of time, like Patrick Gloss. I guess it is accomplished
0: possible. right. Yeah. You only hurt your case if you hang around mm-hmm. and don't keep putting up those numbers. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, the uh, what was what's interesting is that we've got an entire week now of shows, and it's funny how like your at least short term your legacy or whatever. Or, Shame the devil if we would mention George Kittle or Debo Samuel right now. And why? Because you'd be like, "Well, oh, of course not. But I think that is based on the fact that neither one of them did anything in the game we just saw in the in, in the world just saw, right? If George oh, yeah. Kittle was great, we'd be like, well, George Kittle's going to the Hall of Fame, right?
3: All these guys still definitely have a, a claim. like they have a, a great path to this to the Hall of Fame. I just find it tough. Like, I'm, I'm, e- it's easy to give the guys who are a lock already, um, it, even with a plenty of playing years ahead of them. I think definitely Kittle could make it or, or Debo. Uh, again, if they stay healthy for a long period of time, it's definitely possible. But it's, I, I don't like It's the same thing the people who are like, yeah, Mahomes is going to win five, six, seven Super Bowls. It's the same thing with like, oh, yeah, all these great players and liners are definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, I'm not ready to to do I'm not, that
0: I, yeah i'm not i'm not saying with certainty who's i mean there as you say what who, who you're putting the lock next to is a different standard but guys tracking and if they keep this up at you know kind of present rate for three more years i think like cmc is a guy that will we'll, we'll get in um but obviously the position he plays and everything else he could get hurt in the next game he plays and uh and that would be that for him um all right i very quickly will say some goats. One good goat, Mo Damashek. Why? Because about three weeks ago, I um was in with our pal here on the show, Matt Verderam, uh, invited me to be a part of uh of a great project he did um around the most, the 50 most impactful teams in NFL history. And so I got to write about those teams and volunteer nominees and all that and it ran in sports illustrated and i know si is going through a tough time but nevertheless my name in print somebody who you know was uh was obsessed by si through my childhood and was a big reason why i'm such a sports fan to be in there was a big thrill for me and that was cool and then uh at my uh at my doorstep the next week shows up three not one three hard copies of the sports illustrated from Mo Damashek, just to make sure I had them and, and multiple copies of it. (laughs) I'm a grown man. This is the way my mother behaves towards me. I'm proud of you, Davey and our slug. She would call me and, uh, uh, related we and Pittsburgh. We're having a tough time, but we at least have our pit Panthers, Federico, Federico and company went into UVA vanquished them. Hope they make the tournament. And my bad goat is, of course, why I need the Pit Panthers so bad. Because the Pittsburgh Penguins are a shame and a mystery. Eddie Spaghetti, I don't, I'm not going to waste time here talking about because I have no update on it. All the but. It boils down to this: Everybody's ringing. There, what's wrong? And depth scoring? And is Jari definitely good enough? And should they be rolling with Nedeljkovic over? Oh, like their 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 third pair of defensemen isn't up to stuff? And Ryan Graves doesn't have a great year? It's like the entire notion of the Penguins being good this year was built around, rightly, a power play that featured three definite first ballot Hall of Famers plus two more likely Hall of Famers. And they are the 30th ranked power play in the NHL. It is, it's not just embarrassing and bad and going to cost them a playoff spot if they don't turn it around starting immediately. I mean, like immediately and get on a heater. They're not going to make the playoffs. But it's just plum inexplicable. I've never seen a collection of talent be so, and I, I really, like in my lifetime, not my teams, I'm talking about the collection of talent It makes zero sense that it sucks as bad as it does. But anyway, we don't have to talk about that. Go ahead. Do your goat and goats. I I just am waiting for someone to point to like, that's why it's so confusing. Like, oh, didn't you hear like uh, he actually um, uh, they they all get drunk about 20 minutes before every game. That's why. (laughs) like what 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 in hell how can it's they like not a, score goals anyway.
3: it's like the the Red Sox uh the Popeye's chicken fiasco where they were like hanging out in the dugout uh their clubhouse and not paying yeah the the Penguins have that going on I think also the biggest thing with the Penguins is that no one expected the Flyers to be as good as they are and then even still like the Capitals uh, ahead of them so like the, that's two slots right there that you would assume going into the season the Penguins would have been at least where the, those teams are um Yeah, so I, I
0: push back on that because I anticipated the Devs and Senators and and sabers being in those slots anyway well, the devil's for sure
3: the devil's for sure ahead of them but i i mean yeah i, I mean i don't know i just I, anyway
0: i i, I just, but i mean the the best way to put it i think is to to try and uh you know make to how bad it is i sincerely think that you could put your fourth line and third pair defenseman defensemen out there and they would score at a higher rate like it's so in really i mean i don't think you could do worse with your worst collection of talent on the, I don't it's so in their heads. I don't know what the hell to make of it. It's bizarre to watch. Anyway, go ahead, spaghetti.
3: Uh, I just go through my go and goats quickly. Actually, first though, I I will say, I feel like if, if chiefs fans listen to this episode, they're going to be pulling their hair out as well, because you and and Henshaw went kind of hard against the chiefs. Like I'm done pushing back on greatness. Uh, I've, I've done it. I've said it a bunch already. I've done it too many times uh, over and over with, with Tom Brady. Like, yeah, there's and Sydney Crosby. There's luck involved, but I feel like if when you're a good team, constantly putting yourself in those scenarios and you win them, like Mahomes is seven for seven. I sent that stat to you guys in like clutch scenarios in the playoffs. Like I just think that's what good teams do. That's what great players do. And you could look at reversely where like the Niners just didn't do enough themselves, but it, maybe it's because how good Spags' defense was. Like they didn't score because the defense, like this guy's a four-time Super Bowl champion defensive coordinator, so he knows what he's doing there. And I just think that that's what good teams do. They're in the spots to win games. And when other teams are kind of shooting themselves in the foot, like when the Chiefs don't do that, I think that says more about the Chiefs. So I'm not ready to be like, yeah, like you could have, would have, should have, because that happens in every every team has have those moments. So I just think that unfortunately, to beat the best, you have to be better than the best. And this guy is like talking about Hall of Famers. There's at least three or four on that side, and they're all very well coached. Uh, we didn't even mention Spags. I think Spags is a lock for the Hall of Fame too. Yeah, at, probably. At that's
0: right. But I all I I think it's because. It it's the paradox that exists, which is so you have to have Patrick Mahomes. Like, well, that like the uh, the the takeaway for a lot of people is like, good luck winning against Patrick Mahomes. Other teams are going to beat Patrick Mahomes at some point along the way. But I do get that winners win in the big spots, and that's is why we sing songs about them and and hold them up and genuflect to them. But you also can see how narrow a difference it is. Mahomes could have lost, and there, you know, we can tick through. I mean, in the four postseason games he played, we can tick through and have about like 18 plays that if you flip them, maybe they don't move on to the next round or or don't win the game that we're talking about combined over the four, four weeks of postseason. And then the takeaway is this massive. Hyperbole about like as I said the the takeaway is like she can't beat Mahomes like but it was that close and so that's the thing that's hard to reconcile in in our in our head right
2: because I'm yeah. with you I
0: completely agree with you but let's it, not it be happens. cynical about greatness when we're it's- watching dynasty unfold here.
3: It could happen in every game. I mean, like again, like the Packers fans could be like, oh, if we hit this field goal, and if, if the Lions fans if Josh Reynolds caught this pa- like it could happen every moment. And like the fact of the matter is, like just the, I think the better team usually wins out. And I understand it's frustrating when the, when this team gets a lot of things in their favor, but I think it's because of how good they are. That's why things are going in their favor. Um and once in a while you'll have the the craziness where the Tyree will catch the ball in his helmet and the the team that's probably not as good does kind of win. Those create for you know special Moments, but I'm I don't I don't think I don't look at that Super Bowl and go like, well, the Niners are robbed. I think like Mahomes threw for 333 yards. He had his two touchdown passes. They made great plays and they had to. Uh, I think it's just as simple as as our
0: guest last uh, uh, earlier in the week on the last episode, Scott Pianowski. I thought the the word he used was was good for it. It and and this would have been true had the Niners won too. The bottom line is you want it to feel authentic. You don't want it to feel like. Uh, unsatisfying that it broke that that team somehow wound up in the Super Bowl and then what's further that guy got hurt and then that her that they ended up holding the truck you don't want it to feel fraudulent on Mm -hmm. some level and it does not I'm with you completely and you yeah you 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 don't want to turn your nose up uh, as you say because uh, neither the Niners nor Chiefs present as fraudulent but that's what I always am worried about that's what I like that's why I reject the Buccaneers' title. It doesn't feel right to me. Years later, it feels like so. That guy just moved down there, won the Super Bowl, and that was that. Like who? Who? Who cares? What? What did it mean to anybody but him? You know, and that—that's what I kind of guard against in my brain. Like I don't want to honor those Super Bowls. This is—I'm with you completely. This is—we're in the midst of watching a run. We're witness as fans. This is great to be able to say we're watching a guy, an individual who, for the next 50 years, in bar rooms and. Her Thanksgiving tables will be like, yeah, but 15 for Kansas City back in the, in, uh, for that 15 year run. Oh boy, I'll hold him up as the best I ever saw. Yeah. I, uh,
3: that's so what and, we were
0: fans for is to be able to have those of Really, that's right. what it's about if it's not our teams
3: anyway i just wanted to give the the chiefs credit we are running a little bit long so i'll speed through the golden goat goats here this is kind of your lane with my good goat but I, I wanted to bring it up because you do make fun of me for wearing my uh tank tops my flip flops yeah. and my jerseys and I'm, I'm a grown man but look hey I, i'm my favorite team they play 3,000 miles away so when they come here i like to wear my team's uniforms to say i root for this team not the local team you know my yankees jerseys in uh, angel stadium even though they haven't won in anaheim in ages and my giants getting you know beat up pretty badly whenever they're in SoFi. so i like to wear where my jerseys unfortunately the leagues all switch over to fanatics and lately if you've just googled mlb fanatics you've seen all the issues with the uh the name plates like way tinier and curved the numbers are small a lot of like wasted space on these uniforms and a lot of players are complaining about the differences and I just missed the days where MLB was made by Majestic and the NFL was made by Reebok and the NHL was made by CCM and the NBA was made by Champion not these cheap fanatics crap that they're just trying to save money on and then not even just for the players to wear stuff but like when you order stuff yourself like I have like a, a lot of Rangers uh, uh like player t-shirts and you wear them once and you wash them and they shrink two sizes and it's just like it's hmm. made with garbage and material and it's so it's one thing like where the, the pushback will never be listened to if it's just fans complaining because people will still buy it but now when you have actual professional baseball players saying like yeah these uniforms are terrible they don't fit the same like they're when they get you know measured up before the season starts uh and they do have some time to fix it until then it is only february 15th and p- players are just reporting now but there's been a lot of pushback to this new style. i've seen thing. that
0: online yeah, yeah.
3: So I, I just had to say uh, uh I I hate what Fanex is doing. It's ruining like some great uniforms and and then the creation of constant uniforms and like the special spring training this and the the city edition that. It's like I like the classics and I, I just hate that this company now is just making garbage products. You're better off just buying bootleg stuff from like the the, the China warehouses, like a lot of people do anyway, because you're getting better quality from that. So uh, I just had to speak on that for a little bit, and then my good go. I thought just-
0: it, I think it was a happy accident that the Yankees won, so I thought that. that the the Navy somehow got replaced by mauve. I thought that was a neat little, uh, it was a cool look. But anyway, go ahead.
3: Uh, Just in in the good go for some good news. This is also something that uh, directly affects me. Um, Not really you or or Hench for that matter, but- the NCAA college football video game coming back is huge. They finally announced this uh, the trailer this morning and people were waiting for it. they were anticipating it. And after the issues with the NI, uh, N.I.L. with the the, the players likeness um, and they haven't made a game in years and years and years. And it was like arguably one of the best sports video games. I'm not going to say the best, but one of the best and and nothing beats. It. And that trailer starts. The first shot is like the Rose Bowl and how it looks with the updated graphics. You have the PS five or whatever is absolutely amazing. And it's exciting now to actually play these games games with the players in it, um, which would be really great. And obviously it's, it's something with Madden kind of not being as great as it used to be people looking forward to this and there's no better feeling than taking your favorite team, a team that's like, maybe not even a contender. And you go and build them up into a a championship or the the creative player mode where you're a high school recruit. It's a lot of fun. I know this sounds maybe foreign to uh, non video game players, but this is huge news and I'm glad it's coming back and maybe while college football, you know, some people with the conference realignment and the NIL stuff, the transfer portal getting out of hand, at least. a bright spot it's this game coming back into our lives because it, it really was a, a crowd pleaser and a fan well, favorite as long for as you can do your own nil
0: and bring all the bama guys and ohio state guys on the the pit panthers uh, yeah exactly be, you can fun. do that yeah i have to get into doing that shout out to our old pal franchise matt franciskovich mm-hmm. has a hand in uh, in that game and uh, and shout out to anybody who made it to the end of this episode i thought it was a lot of fun as i said earlier we'll be off next week so we won't talk to you for about a week and a half now me and eddie spaghetti will get you right though on the other side of that i've already talked to ben axelrod of um awful announcing i want to track him down he's covering all the media wars and what's going down here in a Big time in sports media, a lot of moving parts and everything. So I'm looking forward to talking to him. And we'll track down Matt Money Smith and handsome Hank Hodgson and get a reunion going there. I think maybe that's our first order of business when we come back from our week off there, spaghetti, is to have a little reunion with with our old pals there. The audience always likes that. Speaking of which, send us your ears there. Be sure you subscribe on YouTube. We appreciate you doing that. Um, you know, give us a like, a retweet, share it with friends, make them subscribe to the program. All that good stuff. Listen to Extra Points with me and Sarah Tiana and Eddie Gosling um, earlier in the week. Sarah Tiana dipping her toes into the frozen ponds of puck. She's now a Calgary Flames fan. That was a very fun episode. Spaghetti and Piacenti going over the national anthem controversy on waiver Wired. Uh, Mark Gunnells celebrating his Chiefs victory with Martin Weiss on Lemon Pepper Parlay, covered in glory, Murgler um, and Brett chopping up all things on the other side of the pond for you there. And of course, Trendy, Gunnel's and uh, Mergler this week celebrating the Chiefs title and projecting ahead to Super Bowl 59. Too soon? Heaven forbid. What else do we have to talk about other than sports nothing more important that's for sure we'll keep doing it for you after our week off until then for Eddie Spaghetti and everybody at the Extra Points Network thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven